Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've discovered from my challenges with ADHD and chemo brain. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now certified productive environment specialist and ADHD productivity coach with well over 20 years of experience in business, office design, and productivity. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, wife, mom of a teen and a cat, and a lifelong geek. I'm old enough now to be proud of it. I've learned that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget our appointments, we can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and fits who we are with our unique brains. I believe that to be truly productive, we need to learn how to be intentionally unproductive. A strange twist for a productivity coach. But hey, I love to ski, sail, and surf. Listen in and learn how to streamline your space and systems so you can be more focused, organized, and have more time to be intentionally unproductive. Hi, everyone. Catherine Avery of ProductivityByDesign.com and your host of the Uncluttered Office podcast. I have a very special guest today. Jen Lehner is a digital marketing and systems strategist. She is the founder of the Front Row Mastermind and Front Row CEO, a program that shows people how to hire and train their perfect match virtual assistant. I have done both, still in Mastermind. She lives in Shaker Heights, Ohio with her family and enjoys rollerblading and traveling when she's not geeking out on new technologies. I am so psyched you're here, Jen. Great to be here, Catherine. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Hard to know where to start because you are, in my mind, the expert at everything technology. Now, I am the person who needed technology for dummies. So I am very grateful for all your systems that start from the teeniest, tiniest, easiest thing to much more sophisticated. What's sort of your starting story. How did Front Row happen? Well, I was just starting out as a digital marketing strategist, moving from consulting into creating online courses and so forth. And I was hosting a webinar and somebody very generously shared how excited she was about this Twitter webinar. And she shared it into this really huge Facebook group. And like all these people started signing up, like hundreds of people were signing up for this webinar totally organically, totally for free. And I was like, oh, I need to capture this. I need to send them into a Facebook group. And this is when Facebook groups were just starting to be like a thing. And I was like, what should the name be? Front Row came to me and it's really, it really ended up being just so perfect for me because I just have this philosophy that life is really too short to sit in the back seat for in life and in business. And, you know, I was having a conversation with some college girlfriends the other day and they were like, you're so front row. They were like, you literally sat in the front row in college PS on my rollerblades as well. But I was always in the front front and center. As a matter of fact, I learned better up there. I feel like people, when you sit in the front row, literally like at a conference or whatever, you're saying like, I'm all in, I'm here for this, you know, and you see the person speaking, they see you, you absorb more, just better. When you're at the back door, you have an easy out. Like you could just jump out anytime you need to, you know what I mean? So as a metaphor, and then actually practically speaking, I just love it. So kind of everything that I brand in my business is front row something or other. It's so interesting to say that because I remember being in a major conference. I was the kid who sat in the front row at school. 
And if I didn't, I would really struggle. And I know, you know, I have ADHD. Mm -hmm. So it's actually really encouraged for people who have learning stuff. And I'm not saying you do to sit in the front row. So you are clued in. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, I I didn't make (laughs) assumptions, but I could see it. I admit that. So I admit that. So I remember being at this conference and I was sitting way in the back. I'd gotten there super late due to traffic. And I was in the very last row next to this girl who was constantly coughing. I was just miserable. And somewhere in the middle of the afternoon, I met someone who was at the conference and she was phenomenal. And she said, you know what? Tomorrow, I'm not going to be able to be here for this part of the conference. Why don't you take my seat? And there was a whole section for current people in the program who were close to the front row, not necessarily Mm -hmm. the front row, but like in the action. And I'll Mm -hmm. never forget, I sat in the action at her seat the following day and I, I was hooked. The other thing is like the people up there, the people in the front row, they're other front row, they're like front row people. So they tend to be like go-getters. And I don't know, I just meet the coolest people on the front row. I always do. So it's just my thing. But now it's also kind of like pressure because when I get to a conference, it's like, I feel like I need to be at the front of the, you know, before they open the doors, like ready to run and, you know, claim my seat. So it always kind of stresses me out a little bit, but yeah. I have to say, I like having the seat digitally in my virtually in my chair here in my office. I'm about to venture off to my first small business retreat in, in April. And it's, it's going to be, it's, it's small. Maybe that'll help. But um, yeah, but you know, I'm glad you brought that up because in order to be front row digitally, like when we get on these zoom calls with group calls, everybody needs to turn their camera on. It's the same thing. You know, we're giving ourselves, I mean, every once in a while you got to turn the camera off because you're at the grocery store or whatever. But I mean, like, if it's just a matter of you feeling like, you know, you don't look camera ready, then get camera ready and then turn on your camera. You know, that's kind of the way I, I see it. Cause then you're just Great more point. invested, you know? Right. Yeah. Cause everyone can see you, you're paying attention. Yeah, exactly. As we all know, when people's cameras are off, they're not paying attention. Now it might be they're eating. Right. Exception. Yeah, but please turn your camera off. You're eating. Yeah. 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 No, nobody wants to see me. Eat. And often I will tell you during your, if your meeting is at noon, I will often be eaten because it's my only chance. Yes. To yes. Of course. I do that too. But, yeah. I do that too. But you yeah. know, you answered one of my questions very recently and I turned my camera on. I was like, right there. I'm like, yeah, I'm here. Put the food yep, up. Yes, you sure did. Yes. But we could be engaged because that's what it's really about. It's being engaged. Yes. So digital marketing kind of saw this world of Twitter. You do a lot on Alexa, which I don't understand. Fortunately, she's not in this room. So I can say that. I hope I, I didn't set up yours. <laughs> I didn't set no. up your Lexi. Uh, Lexi. And yeah, let's call her Lexi. Lexi. and. What you've just built this and built this and built this with more systems and data and information that I could ever absorb in a day. And what I'd love for you to talk about is like, what's your latest and greatest new thing? Latest and greatest new thing. I mean, I'm really paying it close attention to three minute videos, you know, and, and that's as we all should. I'm not saying that I've nailed it, um, mainly because you just really have to figure out how it's going to work for you. But I mean, the fact that every single social channel is really, really promoting the three minute video, uh, sorry, 30 second video format, you know, TikTok, YouTube shorts, Instagram reels. It means that if we use them now, then they're basically going to increase our reach, right? So it's not like I'm loving it. I, I love it. I love consuming it. I just, you know, again, it's like more content to create. So it's, it's that, but, you know, as far as like new, exciting things, I mean, I think first there was the internet that blew all of our minds. Oh my God. How do we live without it? 
And then after that, there was live streaming. I, to me, I mean, I feel like that was the next huge thing, right? And then came voice and the way that we can interact with these AI, you know, and, and these, these voice things, the Google Pod, Lexi, Siri. I hope I didn't wake her up if she's sitting on your desk, but she should only know my voice. So, and she didn't wake up either. So anyway, like that was huge. So that's when I got into creating these daily flash briefings, which are like podcasts and I love them. And so I don't really have any new technology thing that I'm geeking out on other than, you know, that's really big, like any of those, but I'm new in my in my business as it relates to that stuff is like just trying to make sure I batch everything. Like, you know, batch content creation is so important. So you're saying that, and I've been really working on this because these 30 second videos, and then I've been trying to do um, something I call the shift show, which is a video show on LinkedIn. And it is under three minutes. It doesn't make 30 second cut. I'll talk about the 30 second things in a minute, but I woke up this morning and I thought, Wait a minute. I told this whole e-zine yesterday. So this is about repurposing content about St. Peter's and how they were this Cinderella story into the March Madness, you know, basketball world. And last night they lost. Mm. And I realized I was like, wow, I really need to talk about why they lost, what happened, what changed. And so I start to do the content. It's on my phone. I literally talk into notes as I'm getting out of the shower because I do all my best work in the shower. What can I say? And I said, okay, on Monday, I'm going to talk about St. Peter's versus UNC and the stories we tell ourselves. And how does that relate to coaching? And then Tuesday, I'm going to, because I came up with five ideas. And of course, I don't know if you're like me, I don't want to do all five ideas in that one video, except that's no way that's short content, right? Now in a podcast, we can get lengthy. So I started saying, okay, I have this idea. Wait a minute, that can be Tuesday. This can be Wednesday. This can be Thursday. And that's how you can start to batch your content and know what your plan is for the week. Like we talk about a lot in um, front row about themes, Mm -hmm. you know, having a theme for the month or having a theme for the week. In this case, Mm -hmm. it'll be a theme for the week because we're getting at the end of March. And I, you know, I have an April theme coming up, but I think what's happened being in this mastermind is every time I'm exposed to people in the group, you and all the people on your team and also all our brilliance in the group, Mm -hmm. I think differently. Old me would have done a 20-minute video on that, which would just get lost. Nobody's watching right. a 20-minute video. Right. Well, maybe they are, but they're not. If they're consuming on social media and it's just scrolling through, they're only going to catch a couple minutes. So it's this rewiring towards short-form content that's been really, really interesting. I mean, you know what? I think it's both ends of the spectrum. It's like either really short, valuable, easy to consume, you know, digestible content. And then it's really long form content. You know, I've shared with, you know, in our mastermind, people like Andy Crestadina and Brian Dean, they write a blog post about how to do whatever and their 20 page long blog posts, but they work because it's very like they're broken up They're, I mean, they teach how to, how to do long form content like that. And in their case, you know, they might, I can't remember. Andy said, maybe he does like two of those a month or something. They're, they're not creating one of those every day, right? right. But then well, they get so much mileage and then they break it into smaller bits right. or they, and you know, and like one long form piece of content like that can have an infinite number of graphics 
and different CTAs to go with it. So if you're posting on Pinterest and Twitter, it's the same thing, right? but you just got different graphics or different, you know, because everybody likes to consume things differently. So maybe he has like a little video that leads people back to that long form content right, or whatever. It's like, so it's yeah. like using headliner for the podcast. So mm-hmm. exactly. I'm going to weave in the VA because I can't help it because that's how I am. It's Jen. But what happens is, is she does all the headliners for me. I don't do any of that. So she sets it up. Uh, well, I, that's not entirely true. So when I'm writing the show notes, I say what section and what the headliner to be about. So I just write something like 16, 18 to 17, 35. And you should I put, tell people what headliner is. Yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> so a headliner is uh, you take an image. And you put in a audio clip. I don't see these things technically as well as you do. And then the person can listen to the audio clip and it kind of looks like it's going across. And you can even put the um, words, what's that called? Subtitles. Captioning. Subtitles. Captioning as it goes through. And so my VA sets all that up for me. I don't, I just tell her what, and then she does all the implementing and the how, and even puts it into LinkedIn for me and all the other things. And what we'll do, so this is going to happen when Jen's on, is we're connected on LinkedIn. I will tag Jen. She will see it. Now she can easily share the content. So it's really this neat way of taking your content and using it a different way, repurposing it in essence with the headliner. And again, that's in a way that's kind of short video, short audio yeah, content. For sure. So it's it's fun to learn all these different things that I just didn't even really know existed. And, and when you're a small business owner out there in the muggle world by yourself, you need, you need a gen, you need someone in your life who can say, here's what to do. Here's what's hot. Here's what's not. Like that's not even, don't even do that anymore. It's not worth it. Because right. we also need to learn how to delegate. And eliminate. Say again? I don't want to make people mad, but I said Clubhouse. Oh, Clubhouse is interesting because it was hot. So hot. So hot. And I was really involved in it. And Shift Show originated on Clubhouse. And are you still doing it over there? Nope. And what changed for you? Time. It just could not. And I know people who are really doing well on Clubhouse because they are incredibly active and incredibly engaged. Here was the problem with Clubhouse. And I'm putting problem in quotation marks because if it could work for you, great. Mm-hmm. You needed to have a group and you need to have three or four people as your speakers. So you immediately get that audience and get their audience. I just never got enough of an audience. And I was like talking to an empty room. And, and I don't want to talk to an empty room. I want to talk to Jen Laner like on the podcast. And yes, this isn't coming out until later, but I know people are listening. I know they're right. getting it. And it's, and then they can listen on their own time. I mean, I'll even tell you. The way I decided the length of my podcast to be about 30 minutes is because every time I go walking, I walk for about 30 minutes. Or if I get in my car, I'm driving about 30 minutes. That's right. Or if yeah. I'm waiting for my kid in the school line, it's about 30 minutes. And I said, ah, that's how much content I'm willing to digest. Yeah. I'm guessing I'm kind of like most people. Yeah, you are. That's smart. So are you still doing your podcast, Jen? I am. Podcast and the and the briefing. You know, the briefing is every single day and the podcast is not. So what I'd hope to do, I do, my anchor content is the podcast and YouTube. So really, you know, it's ambitious, but I wanted to do them both weekly and really I still can. It's just, I still have not gotten that rhythm down, down pat perfectly. So now see my plan is to take all these podcasts because they're being videotaped and use them as my videos. Awesome. 
That's my, yeah. so we, you know, we were talking about what I'm going to do during the spring accountability challenge, <laughs> which yeah. is starting April 8th. It's that it's the video. It's getting all this into YouTube, getting the VA. Now I call her my executive assistant because that's what she wants to be called to do all that for me. She loves to do video. She's been waiting patiently while I put together, I, we put together in conjunction with a content writer. I was in a content writing mastermind for three months, a lead magnet. And oh, then perfect. where you stepped in was when I said, Jen, how do I digitally market this? Yes, it's a freebie, but that's not the point. We need to know how we're going to get it out there in the world. Right. And, and your thing was do Pinterest, which I hate Pinterest, but it doesn't matter. I don't have to do it. I've already given it off to CJ and said, hey, guess what? Jen wants you to learn Pinterest. She's like, I love Jen. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And she's got the course and she's running with it. That's wonderful. Congrats. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I'd love for you to talk about that, actually, because your whole philosophy and strategies, it really is illustrative for how you work with your clients. And since I'm here, you can use me as an example, right? Because I'm giving you permission. Yeah. So when you were talking to me about that, getting the lead magnet out, you were talking about Pinterest. Could you talk a bit to that? To the way that we get someone else to do it or? Both, any, all. Well, the thing is, is like, like I had mentioned with the long form content, Pinterest, and many people do this, and you'll notice this when you go to Pinterest, is that it's the same content So it'll be the same lead magnet for Catherine, but she's just going to get them there with many, many different images. And now video, it's very easy to put like attractive, even if there's no sound to it, but just, you know, in GIFs, you can make things move over there now on Pinterest, right? I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. And Pinterest is really one of the best kept secrets on the internet. I mean, in terms of, you know, everybody talks about advertising with Facebook and Google ads, but Pinterest is really does very well. So getting over there and having a presence, if you're a content creator that has an audience, like if your audience is on Pinterest, then you should be on Pinterest, right? But you don't have to learn it. And that's where what Catherine is talking about with her executive assistant is that because really and truly, it always comes down to who, not how. You need to have a who. You don't need to know how, right? So who's the who? And so once you find your who, then... That person could learn how to do the Pinterest and all the better, because if you don't know how to do it, you're not going to go down the rabbit hole because you don't know how to do it. So well, in the really old days, impressive. I would have. What? In the old yeah, days, I would Yeah, insane. And I, I mean, wasted and, time. Yeah. I spent the first two years of business doing everything myself because I 
happened to be good at technology and I knew how to do connect landing pages to check out pages and to do Facebook pixels. And I mean, I knew how to do all that stuff. And so my, I couldn't, I was like, why would I hand this off to someone else if I can do it? But now when you hand over these tasks and your assistant is doing all the Pinterest during that time, you are now creating the stuff that only you can do. Like you're doing podcasts like this, you know, or you're creating a new revenue stream or something like that. You're not messing around with Pinterest because someone else can do it for you. Right. She's really excited to do it. And you've really streamlined nicely into the next thought process, which is to talk about Front Row CEO. Because Mm. as I said before we got on, Front Row CEO changed my life. I've always had virtual admins, but I never really had, how do I explain this? I never had taken the time to do a proper process to really vet. So it was always, oh, so-and-so says so-and-so is a great virtual admin and you should hire them. And next thing you know, you have this virtual admin and you haven't defined what the job is or how you you want them to do the job or what aspects of the job you want them to do or what their strengths and talents are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the person who works for me, CJ, is really great at marketing and she's great at all this technology things like video and digital and Canva. She's actually gotten me into Canva, Jen. And I can actually go in there and do a few things, but then I get I get to hit a wall and there's a little comment section. I just say like, hi, CJ, please fix this. <laughs> and, or, yeah, I love and Canva is so beautifully co- collaborative. You know, Canva is just the best. I couldn't get over how amazing software. it was once she really sort of dragged me in and I started to say, all right, let me learn enough to be dangerous and enough to recognize like, I'm bumping into something here. It's time to hand it to her. So mm-hmm. nine of the times, right? I need your magic here. <laughs> and she knows. I used to love to go into Canva and I could waste hours in there because it makes you feel like a professional graphic designer because they've got all those great templates. But eventually I had to just completely, I mean, every blue moon, if I just need a, a real quick graphic, you know, whatever, I might go in there. But Nika has turned into, my assistant has turned into a, a real wizard in, in Canva. So she usually, she does it all. But yeah, Very Canva's fantastic. So when you created Front Row CEO, I think you created it out of your experience in hiring Nika. Yeah. Um, I'll, so a second year in business, I hired Nika and and it was just the greatest thing ever. Like everything changed in my life and in my business. And um, and that that really is what I do. It's like I, whether it's, you know, the Lexi flash briefings or you know, live streaming or when things come out and I love them or I see great potential and promise, or if I had great success, I really just want to share it right away, you know, and tell everybody like, hey, you got to check this out. And so even though it was sort of outside of the things I normally talk about, because I, you know, I was mostly talking about social media and marketing, this, my business was transforming very, very rapidly because I had, I had hired someone and I, put into practice some systems. And then when we, when we added more people to the business, you know, this framework developed and you're exactly right. When you say that, you know, usually someone will say, Oh, so-and-so is really good. And you just kind of hire them. And even if you do have a good proper interview and you look at their resume, it's really doesn't tell you all that you need to know. And so, you know, there are, as you know, a couple of cornerstones in the program that really make all the difference in the hiring process allowing you to vet a huge number of people and then quickly eliminate all the people who aren't qualified so that you can then move on to the next, you know, the next stages in the process. And so we made it just really, really turnkey. And because we knew like we had to, you know, on the one hand, you have 
these busy business owners who need help and are really just so sick of spinning their wheels and either they're at capacity because they're just so full with clients or they just can't get lift off, right? So, but either way, they're super busy and they're pulling their hair out. Right. Then on the other hand, I've got to create a program and I've got to tell these people, well, you got to watch this program and then you'll be able to do these things. And then of course it's this, but I'm too tired. I mean, I'm too busy. I can't step off this, you know, roller coaster and then to take time to watch, you know, watch a program. So what we had to do was make sure that it was super duper like templated. And right. that, as you know, that is, that is what it ended up being. And so we have a very high success rate for our people. We just surveyed every person who has ever taken the program within the last, since 2019. And it's something like an 80% success rate, meaning the people were able to hire their VA and then something like a 65 or 75% of the people are still with their VA. So we're working on an infographic of that right now. So I don't, I don't hold me to that exactly, but the point is very high, like success rate, which thrills me because you just don't typically see that with an online program. And, And I think the important thing to note for me was it was like that for me. It was I knew exactly what I had to do. I knew it was going to take me five weeks. There was just no way around that. I was hoping it'd take me four, but it took me five. I did it during last spring's accountability challenge. Mm-hmm. And and I changed midstream. You probably don't remember that because there's so many of us, but I remember asking you like, can I change my goal? Because I couldn't do my goal. My goal was to do the lead magnet. Oh, right. And I could not do the lead magnet because I didn't have the resources I needed. Mm-hmm. So I changed my spring accountability challenge to bring in the new person who's CJ, who's great. And then frankly, seeing all your forms, seeing all your templates, I said to CJ, you know what? That lead magnet's got to wait because my clients are primary and I am seeing a better way to service my clients. Hmm. So let's look and examine the entire client service process, start to finish. And so she created then all those Loom videos and all those SOP, uh, standard operating procedures, those manuals that you have that you hmm. know a big business has, but small businesses don't necessarily have. We built all that over the summer and we just put the whole lead magnet on hold and said, all right. You know, let's get all these things. Then I said, wow, this is so great. Let's do it for the podcast. So then we built the whole engine. And by the way, when I say we, I'm like, here's my idea, CJ. And CJ would go do it. That's how it should be. That's great. And and I went from what I could afford, which was 12 hours a month to 12 hours a week. And I know I'm so close to hiring my next person because she really doesn't want to do the admin work. She just wants to do the marketing. And she works a full-time job. So this mm. I'm her second job, which mm. is fine. I have no issue with that. She's often working for me on the weekend. And once I get over that hang up of, oh, she's working on the weekend, I really like it. The other thing I love, Jen, is you wake up in the morning and stuff's done. You're like, hmm, that email to Jen went out this morning. I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. It's such I a good feeling. I love that too. Yep. So, and I was really not sure if I would adjust to not having access to someone during work hours. Well, you know, we have Foxer. If I come up with an idea and I need something, I just send it to her and she gets back to me when she can. And that's the point of a virtual admin is they're not, well, Nika might be for you now, but you know, if they're part-time, they're not at your beck and call every minute of the day. Mm-hmm. They've got other things they're doing, which is fine. Yeah, right. I'm great with that. It's just yeah. beautiful work. I've got no complaints. Awesome. Productivity strategy. Do you have a favorite one? I kind of have two. I mean, one is what we've already talked about. One is to get a virtual assistant. 
if you have a business, that is, if you don't have a business, don't get a virtual assistant. But if you have a business, then you are going to get wherever you're trying to get faster, sanely, in a more relaxed fashion. You're going to be able to leave your business. And if you need to, this whole past week, I left my business because I had to go wrap up my mom's estate. And um, I did not work at all in my business. And my business just went along just fine without me. Nobody even knew I was gone. So so I, I just, <laughs> that's my main productivity strategy. You, nothing, zero, nothing. I don't care if you get up at five in the morning and you're the most efficient person in the world. Nothing is going to make you more productive than if you replicate yourself, right? Okay, so that's the first one. And then the second one is just a little, a little tidbit. And um, you mentioned it when we were chatting in the green room, Catherine, about how you do voice activation on your notes. Like you just dictate ideas when you get out of the shower into your phone. I love Google's dictation tool in Google Doc. Everybody has it. If you use Google, if you use Gmail, I mean, Google Docs. And that's how I create my podcast episodes. Any trainings that I do, instead of me having to sit down and type, I'm so, oh, I don't like doing that. I just like to talk it out. So I talk and I don't know, I'm sure you've noticed it's just gotten so and so much more accurate. It's crazy how accurate and how well these dictation apps recognize your voice and and just, I mean, not recognize your voice, but nail it. Right. And they grow with you. They start to get a sense of what you say and how you say it so that it gets, it gets smarter. Yeah, I get it does. It gets to know your voice just like S-I-R-I. I I don't want to say your name. So yeah. And so, so what that helps me do is just create so much more content because I could just hit record and then I just let her rip. I love it. I love it. I also have been using otter.ai. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good I one. I find it phenomenal. There's some question I've just recently read that they're not, oh boy, there's something with privacy rules. And mm. so I've now stopped using otter.ai for recording client sessions because of that, because I'm worried yeah. about those privacy rules that are a little yes. murky. Maybe they'll fix right. that in the future. But for podcasts, video, taking notes, otter.ai has been a godsend. And I do do yeah. the paid version. That's a great, great tip. Yep. And it's not not expensive. It's like eight bucks a month. Yeah, not bad at all. Some of these automation things out in the world cost a few dollars a month, but if they save you hours of aggravation, what's your time? Amen. Worth? Seriously. Yes. Totally worth it. Word. Thank you so much for being on with us. I could talk to you another hour, <laughs> but yeah, it's a half it was such hour a podcast. Pleasure. So how can people find you, Jen? Well, find me on YouTube, just search Jen Laner, and I've got a ton of free trainings. All if you're interested in learning about uh, hiring a virtual assistant and for really just about anything, you can just go to jenlaner.com and that'll take you to all the other stuff. Super. And I'm going to put it in the show notes so that people don't have Thank to worry you. about how to spell your name. Okay. Thanks so much for being on. All right. Thank you so much, Catherine. Bye. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Catherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week.
This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.